Welcome to the presence of God. The Lord is said to do you good. And he will surely do you good in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so interesting what's going on in the world today. It's actually uh, telling on our sons and our daughters. You know, they, they can connect to what is going on. You know, I was coming in and uh, little, little Daniel, uh, I, I got there and I wanted to shake him. No, 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 no. He has a mover. That's because coronavirus is plaguing the, is plaguing the world. Uh, and I saw some people shake themselves like this. They want to shake shake like this. I pray no plague shall come near your dwelling place. In the name of Jesus. Everything that plagues the people of the world it will not be your portion. I said it will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus. He said thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. He said, it shall not come near you. With your eyes and your ears, you will hear and you will see. But it shall not be your portion. It shall not be the portion of your family. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we're still in our month of divine direction. And uh, we want to continue in the, in the same vein, talking about divine direction. But this morning... I want us to look into the hindrance to God's leading. Hindrance to divine direction. Numbers chapter 33. We'll be reading from verse Numbers chapter 33. From verse 50, 56. And I say, you shall dispossess them. I mean, you shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it. When they dispossess them, what did he say they should do? They should dwell in it. For I have given you the land to possess. Verse 54. And you shall drive the land by the lot. As an you shall divide the land by lot as an inheritance among your families. To the larger, you shall give a larger inheritance. And to the smaller, you shall give a smaller inheritance. There, everyone's inheritance shall be whatever falls to him by lot. You shall inherit according to the tribes of your fathers. But if you do not, there's, here, here's the caveat. You know, the Lord is said to lead. Is said to deliver. Is said to bless. He said, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritant in your eyes and thorns in your sides. And they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Verse 56. It said, Moreover, 
it shall be that I will do to you as I thought to do to them. That will not be your lot. I said that will not be our portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord is said and always trying to give direction. It's all the time making sure that he instructs us in the way of our blessing. He is so loving a father that whatsoever it is that will make our life peaceable. That's what he does. He does to us. And that's what he instructs us to do. That's why this morning, I'd like to speak to us once again, like I told you. <laughs> I mean, hindrances to divine direction. When God is leading and God is proposed to bless and instruct, it's always his heart to lead us into a place of peace, into a place of comfort, into a place of fulfillment that will glorify him. But it's one thing for God to direct, to lead, to instruct. It's another thing for us, his children, to actually do what he instructs us to do. And it is in the doing that, one, God is glorified. And two, we are at peace. And we are enjoying life as he wants us to enjoy. The wisdom writer, the wisdom writer, Dr. Mike Modoc, he once said, he said, your reaction to an instruction determines the access you receive. Did somebody hear that? He said, your response, my response to an instruction determines the access that you receive. And then he said again, your unwillingness to submit deprive God of the authorization to protect. Somebody say, Pastor, say it again. Your unwillingness, my unwillingness to submit deprives God of the authorization to protect. God wants to protect each and every one of us from poverty. But he's instructing us on what to do for poverty to be our adversary, our enemy. That is defeated and always defeated for us. God wants us to possess our possession. And he's instructing us on ways and on things, directing us on the path into achieving his purpose of blessing us and prospering us. 
But it all depends on us. To receive and follow his direction. In Isaiah chapter 30, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, the Bible says, You shall hear your hear, shall hear behind you saying. What did he say? It's, this is the way. Walk in it. Huh? Whenever what? He said, you will always hear a voice in your ears telling you. So it's not that God is not leading us. It's not that God is not directing us. God always is leading. God always is directing us. God always is speaking to us. He's saying to us that we'll always hear a voice. How many have been hearing God speak to you? And many times you probably don't understand or even know who is speaking. You think it's you thinking it. God will not tell you to go and steal. But God will tell you to go and bless somebody. God will tell you to do something that your mind, your flesh will actually counter and say, hmm. But those things that you love to do that brings pleasure to you. Those are probably some things God is not actually saying to you, but your flesh is telling you to do. In order to gain access into the blessing of God, into the fulfillment of God, into what God is doing or about to do in our lives, we've got to be able to react or respond to God's leading in the way he wants us to go. My prayer is that as the Lord is taking the stage in the center of the direction of our lives, we shall be humble enough to follow his leading in the mighty name of Jesus. In Psalm 35, Psalm 35 verse 27, Psalm 35, verse 27, the Bible says, it says, let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favors the righteous cause? And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who has what? Who has what? God has pleasure he takes pleasure. He wants to take pleasure in our prosperity. Our prosperity does not mean excess cash alone. Our prosperity is lacking nothing, missing nothing. Living in satisfaction. Optimal satisfaction. When you need a thousand dollars, it's there for you. You are able to source for it and you are able to get it. When you needed health, the Lord himself is satisfying you with the health that you need. So the Lord is constantly leading us. He's constantly directing us. He's constantly speaking unto us. Why? Because it takes pleasure. 
in our peace. It takes pleasure in our joy. It takes pleasure in our harmony. It takes pleasure in our unity of mind with one another and with him. Let me turn to somebody and say, whatsoever the hindrance may be in your life, into God's divine direction, the Lord will separate you from them today. In the mighty name of Jesus. God's direction is always leading to a safe harbor. When God leads, he leads us, or when he directs, he always leads us into a safe harbor, into a safe place, into a safe destination, into a safe place where we are blessed and he is glorified. Where we receive joy and we are enjoying and living at peace and he is glorified. Everything that brings about peace and joy, happiness, harmony in us glorifies him as our father. That's why I make bold to say to somebody here today, everything that the world may be throwing at you or your flesh may be dragging to yourself that will not glorify God in your life this month. As the Lord directs you, he will separate you from them in the mighty name of Jesus. I said he will separate you from them in the mighty name of Jesus. So as God is trying to lead, as God is trying to direct us, as he's wanting us to actually do those things or enjoy those things that will glorify him, there are still some hindrance that he did not bring our way, but are actually natural to man. And sometimes, even man himself drag himself into it. And so, what, quickly, what are some of those hindrances that brings about the word of God not able to lead us? I'll start with the monster of them all. There's the monster called fear. The monster that is called fear. And he is the mother of all other hindrance or hindrances to man's enjoyment or obedience to God's leading, God's direction. Fear will decimate. Fear will paralyze. Fear will make one that looks bold, one that looks macho, to be like an ant. And you, will, you won't even want to recognize that this one, I thought, I, I, I thought he has that much. I thought he's bragging. How did he get to this point? I pray every form of fear in your life shall be gone this day forward in the name of Jesus. 
There is so much fear in the world today, and that's why I told us about, about our little Daniel. What's his age? Maybe six, right? Seven years old. I just came in and I wanted to shake my son. Just seven years old. I wanted to shake him. He said, no, no, no. I'm not shaking your hand, Pastor. I don't know. Maybe you are carrying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I was in the store last night and I, and I saw a lady that I've not seen for several years. And we are greeting. She can't shake me. I can shake her. Not that, not that I cannot shake her, but I see that she already, she is already in the position of pastor. Just <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, fear, tell somebody fear is not good. And it's not here. Don't fear their fear. Hallelujah. Tell somebody don't fear their fear. But always take caution. Precaution is always very good. It's safe based on science and the knowledge of whatsoever you are taking caution of. Hallelujah. In our text today, the Bible tells us that God instructed his own children. That the land you are possessing, you need to divide according to the tribes of your fathers. Those who are the largest parts, make sure they get the larger part, the larger lots. And those who have the uh, smaller families, let them take the smaller part of the lot of the land. And so they did, they tried to, but he now instructed them that if you fail to drive out those that look like you cannot conquer, those that are looking like the monster that is trying to make you not enter into that land, guess what? You're on your own. Because if you, if you enter into there and you fail to destroy them, they will eventually destroy you. What I want to do to them, what was God trying to do concerning them? Destroy them. And God said, you shall destroy them. But if you now fail to destroy them, guess what? I will allow them to destroy you because when they begin to attack you, I'll just be looking because I already instructed you. I already directed you on what to do. Come to somebody and say, fear is not good. What happened? Let's, let's backtrack to Numbers chapter 13. I will be reading from verse 26 to Numbers 14, verse 1 to 4. N Numbers chapter 13. From verse 26, we'll read it to Numbers chapter 14, verse 1 to 4. It said, Now they departed and came back to Moses and all the congregation of the children of Israel of, uh, in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Now, did you remember where we are reading? 
You remember, right? God has promised them the promised land. You have the promised land ahead of you. You have the destination of your peace and your optimal satisfaction ahead of you. And God is directing you on how to get there, but he wants you to actually foresee. He wants you to see ahead of it. So Moses decided to send 12, 12 what? Spies to the land. To go and see what God actually talked about the land. Bring back words to us. So we can decide and be bold to be able to go there. Now in verse 25, we have seen uh, in the earlier part how they were actually describing how the land was. And when Caleb saw the, 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 the way, he, he, he saw the trend of their discussion, he quieted them. And as he quieted them, they still did not get shut up. So verse 26 now told us how they are now bringing out the fruit. In verse 27, so they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this eats its fruits. Nevertheless, what's coming in there? What's coming in there? What's coming in there? The monster. The monster just raised his head and said, I'm here. Don't worry. You saw it truly. God said it. Okay. But I am still here. He said, nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. You know, the descendants of Anak are part of the descendants of Goliath from the tribe of Benjamin. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusite, not the Jebus. Not the Jebus. How many Jebus in there? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the bank of the Jordan. Verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go at once. Let us go up at once and take possession for we are able to overcome them. They thought that would be okay. Verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not, we are not against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they have spied out, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devour its inhabitants. Is that true? If it's a land that divorce is inhabitant, or oh, who are those that you these are giants thriving? So the monster will make one to actually lie, exaggerate, and say what God is actually not saying. Let me turn to somebody and say, You monster of fear, 
and has come to ruin my life. He said, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giant. And we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And so we were in their sight. How do you see yourself? To what level as the monster reduced the God in you that makes you to see yourself as God is not seeing you. Chapter 14. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept, wept that night. What have they sown into the lives of the people, of the congregation? Huh? Oh God, you promised us. We can't go back. Now listen to what they begin to say. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we have died in the land of Egypt. Or if only we had died in the wilderness. And God said, wilderness is not yours. And a monster whom the people, that possesses the life of the people saying, I'm not come to bring the monster that now completely make you who God has not called. And he turns to somebody and say, that's not okay. As God directs you, let the fear go. And all the children of Israel complain again, excuse, go to verse 3. So why has the Lord brought us to this land? To fall by the sword. That our wives and our children should become victims. Are they supposed to be victims? Who are they? They are victors. When God calls you victor and you are saying victim. Every victim mentality in the life of everyone at the sound of my voice. Is destroyed today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Will it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Ah, you are not going back to Egypt. Help me turn to somebody and say, I'm not going back to Egypt. I'm not going back to Egypt. So they said to one another, let us elect a leader and return. And return. That's what fear could do. What's the fear that you fear that is making your, our ears, don't let me say yours, our ears to be deaf, our eyes to be blind, and our minds to be clouded to the direction the Lord has given us. Oh, my father or my grandfather died of diabetes at the age of 49. Now, I'm 49 and they have. No, I'm 48 and they have. The doctor is saying this. And, uh, the enemy now begin to, the monster now begin to magnify. And you too, you now begin to go to the doctor and say, please check me. Looks like, uh, uh, the feeling I'm feeling, it, 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 it seems something is happening. Every word of the enemy speaking negative to your life, I declare is destroyed today in the name of Jesus. I said every generational curse, 
that the enemy may be bringing your way today. The rest of your life, I destroy them in the mighty name of Jesus. You are a student. And you have studied and you are studying. And because somebody has done it and failed, and you now begin to look at yourself and say, ah, me too, I'm going to fail. It's a lie. I said it's a lie. Tell somebody it's a lie. When God leads, he leads to victory. When God directs, he directs you into a safe harbor, into a safe destination. And so shall it do for you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fear will make one not to be whom God has called him to be. God, fear will make one to hear the word of God and say it's a lie. That's one of the thoughts of those pastors. Well, pastor will only say what God said he should say. It all depends on me to take it as my own word and I enjoy the prosperity of God through the word. Gain rest through the word. Enter into my, gain access into my prosperity through the word. Or fear will make me to say, that's pastor. That will not be your portion though. The prosperity of God shall be yours. In the name of Jesus. So tell somebody and say, fear is not here. Fear is not here. Because it paralyzes. It makes it makes useless. It trashes the word of God. And it's not just trashing the word of God. It's trashing even the one that hears it, that fails to take it based on the monster. In Romans chapter 8 verse 15. In Romans chapter 8 verse 15. The Bible made us to understand that for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again so what is fear? It's a bondage. Fear is what? It's a bondage. The things that you fear eventually may come to pass because fear is the opposite of your faith. When you have faith for something, you believe God for it, it will surely come to pass. And when you fear something and you believe the word of man, the word that you hear, the word of yourself, for the fear that you fear, guess what? It was welcome to pass. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, the Bible made us to understand as well that fear is a torment. Fear is a torment. It torments the children of God. It torments one to fear what is not even there. Those who are in the Bible study on on Wednesday, I think we, we spent a whole hour discussing about this. What was our what was our topic on Wednesday? So we're in the series, what must I do? And the topic on Wednesday is be fearless. A fearless Christian, a fearless believer is as bold as life. A fearless Christian will say to the mountain, you mountain, move and be cast into the sea. And it's not doubting in his mind. Guess what? The mountain will move. You don't just come to church and sing this song. Move, mountain, you got to move. 
mountains, you got to move. I speak right now in the name of Jesus. I move. I'm going through mountains. You got to move. I speak right now in the name of Jesus. Mountain, you got to move. You just praise that. You just told God. You just danced. You just did everything. And you got out there. And you had a report. Coronavirus in Colorado <laughs> has increased to, from 8 to 28. And you begin to suspect everyone around you as carrying coronavirus. It shall not come near your dwelling. Amen. Tell somebody close to you and say, fear is not here. Our time is spent. When fear, the monster comes in, you now begin to give birth. Remember, I told you it's the mother of all other hindrance. Uh, uh, what's the first baby that you will give birth to? Doubt and unbelief. When fear comes, ah, give and it shall be given to you. Oh, oh, if I give, that one is gone. Nobody's given to me. <laughs> fear. I will help you. Ah, Lord, where is your eyes? I have not seen you here. What, what, what did James say? James chapter 1. In James chapter 1 from verse 6, from verse 5. He said, if you lack wisdom concerning what God is saying, ask of God. Who gives wisdom with all liberality and without reproach? And it will, give, it will be given to you. If you don't understand the word, ask with wisdom. He said, but let him ask. When you are asking, ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven, tossed, and tossed by the wind. He said, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So God is not wicked. It's just because you are not following his leading. He's directing you. He wants to teach you. He wants to lead you. He wants to instruct you. But you are not asking for the wisdom of God. You are not following the instruction that God is leading. God, when he leads, he already makes it good. It's only for us to enter into it and see the salvation of the Lord. He said, fear for let not. Go back to verse 7 and 8. Verse 7. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8 now. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. When God is saying, go out this direction, and doubt comes, what happens? Can the person be stable, focused? No. When doubt comes, but fear, I mean, doubt doesn't just come. Fear first comes. I don't know the end of this place God is telling me to go. And as the fear comes, maybe there's danger on the way. And then they begin to doubt. And as soon as they begin to doubt, and then they say, ah, I don't even know. God said I should go here. But I think this place looks well. Oh, no, this way. The Bible says he's unstable in all his ways. God's direction is perfect. God's direction leads to 
the goodness of man and of his children leads to prosperity, leads to health, it leads to abundance, it leads to the lost peace, which is your inheritance. Your inheritance and the Lord will begin to manifest in Jesus' name. And when, now, when the monster now gives birth, when he gives birth to the first son, what will the first son now give birth to? Disobedience. Who is the monster? And the mother of all hindrance to God's direction? Yeah. And when it gives birth to doubt, doubt will now give birth to disobedience. When you doubt the word of God, how will it be possible for you to do what he says you should do? Disobedience. That's the reason why the most powerful weapon of the evil one, the enemy, the adversary of our soul, is weapon, is fear. Because he knows that if he can just put into bondage that Christian with the spirit of fear, every other thing is taken care of. somebody, obedience is good. Uh, yeah, obedience is good. Yeah, because as soon as doubt now gives birth to disobedience, guess what? Disobedience now open up the child of God into all the curses in the mind of God against the children of Adam. How many have ever read Deuteronomy chapter 28? How many words or how many verses of blessings that the Lord commanded the children of Israel to place on the people? Just 14 verses. And the chapter contains about 50 something, about 60 verses. How many? 60. Guess what? From verse 15, all through, it's all curses. Why? Read verse 15. Read verse 15. He said, it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, all this, it shall not be your portion. I said, it shall not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. And when disobedience comes in, when doubt gives birth to disobedience, what does disobedience now give birth to? A sinful life. A sinful life. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1, and one to 3 tells us that God is willing, ever willing, but something in our lives. Your iniquities, your sins, separated him. He said, behold, the hands of the Lord is not shortened, that he cannot save, nor is he every that he cannot hear. Go ahead. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins has hidden his face from you so that you will not hear. Verse 3. For your hands have defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongues have muttered perversity. The Lord wants to lead. He is leading and directing. But the fear comes in 
the mother of all hindrance to God's purpose in man's life. And I began to give birth. And as he continued to give birth, he began to expose the child of God to God's destruction, God's anger, God's wrath. How do we come back to the will of God? How do we retrace our step back into divine direction of the Lord? Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, as we close. It tells us to walk in the Spirit. It says, Walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Fear comes in. Counter the spirit. Enables the flesh. And then you begin to walk in the spirit. So walk in the spirit. And you shall not the lust of the flesh. Verse 17 tells us, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish to do. What do we wish to do? To follow God's direction. So we are to walk in the spirit to, to go before the Lord. Ask the Lord, every form of flesh in me, Lord, that will not make, that will stand as hindrance to the living of God in my life. Father, this morning, by the power of your Holy Spirit, destroy them in my life. In the name of Jesus. Every form of flesh, every form of sin, every form of disobedience, every form of doubt that fear has given birth to that will hinder me from being led by the spirit of the living God. Father, destroy them in my life. Destroy them in my ways, Lord. Make my hands, O oh God, to be pure. Make my heart, O oh God, to be fixed to that of God. Let me have the mind of Christ Leading from this place, oh God, Father, lead the way that I may follow you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You are here in this sanctuary today or listening to my voice. You probably have not, you've been hearing about the word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. But the encounter has not been there. I want you to be able to open up your heart this afternoon and just ask the Father, Lord, I give my life, I surrender it to you. All, I surrender it all to you. Take your stage in my life, Lord. Have your place. Lead me and make me to know that you are the one leading. That effortlessly, I may be able to follow. I may be able to obey. I may be able to enjoy all that good plans and your purpose concerning my life. Father, we just thank you. I declare this morning, O oh God, whatsoever it is that the enemy might have used to deprive you 
of the peace of God, the prosperity of God, the direction of God in life to a safe harbor. Whatsoever it is that had stood as an hindrance for you to hear from God and your mind set on him and your face focused on, on the Lord. Today I remove such hindrance from your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever is in your hand. I declare. The Lord takes them away from you. Whatsoever it is that will not glorify God in your life. The spirit of the living God separates you from them from today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father we thank you. We give you praise and we give you glory Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. I want somebody to shout and say, Father, I am yours. Lead the way. Cause me to be able to follow you. The rest of my life that I may enjoy my optimal satisfaction in life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord.